Okay, let's get into Parshas Baha Aloscha, Tavshin Ayin Tes, as we uh, continue here in Sefer Bamidvar, and we start off with the Rashi, the Rashi and the Ramban that we often start off with at the beginning of the Parsha. Rashi is bothered, uh, quoting Chazal, what is this doing here? Why is this Parsha called Baha Aloscha? You know, what exactly is, is, uh, is the message of the Baha Aloscha Saneros, uh, coming in right uh, at this time, right after the Nisim bring their carbonos. When you uplift, when you lift up the candles, they will be, they will uh, light up. And Rashi, of course, quotes, Why is there a juxtaposition of the menorah to the Nisim? Aaron also listened to Parshas Naso, right? Avram heard all of the Nisim, saw all of the Nisim bring their karbanos under his watch. He was the Kohen Adol. And every Shevet brought, but not his. Chalsha Oz Daito. He had Chalisha Sadas. Literally, he became depressed. It's like, what about me? We've often mentioned that Aaron had somewhat of a complex, we could call it, that every time something might have gone wrong, he's like, oh, it's Chet Egel again. Right, he always had this in the back of his mind, okay, now I'm going to get paid for it. Now it's going to come out. Very often, I'm not worthy, Aaron felt. So here too, Choshadaito, Shlohayimon Bachanaka, Lohuvalo Shivto, Amarlo Akadish Barachu Chayecha, Chas Vishalam. Just the opposite, Shalachagadolami Shalahem, yours is even greater. Shatamadlik Umetevasaneris, you will light and be mative. Exactly what that is, as a machlok has been shown him, you will be madlik and native as haneris. That is Rashi. And of course, the Ramban takes issue with Rashi, uh, wondering how exactly is neiros, how is that greater, right? You're, you know what they brought? They brought the Ktoras. Ektoras, we should say. Not the Ktoras, but each of the Nisim brought Ektoras and all the Karbanos to be Mechanech and an Ola and a Shlamim and a Chattos. They brought everything. So how is Menorah greater? Ktoras is the greatest uh, of the Avodos, right? That's the Ramban that we've dealt with in the past, and it's discussed much uh, Hanukkah time, because that, if you remember, is the Ramban's Maskana. So that, how it, how it is... Uh, uh, eternal for generations, even after the Mizbeach is no longer, but the menorah will still last, and that is in the form of uh, Meneris Hanukkah, and we've discussed in past years uh, the parallels, even in Halacha, between Neiris Hanukkah and Neiris Mikdash. There are parallels in Halacha for the Neiris Hanukkah in terms of the Yisra in terms of the lighting in Shul, in terms of the Hadlaka Osa Mitzvah, many different Halachas of Neiris Hanukkah uh, are patterned after Neiris Mikdash. But what about Rashi? So, let's say you don't say Hanukkah. So, how could we explain Rashi? What's the pshat? How we could explain? So, says Rav Chaim Shmulevitz, again, in a long piece, I, we, I gave you the first, uh, first two pages of it. But, uh, it continues even, even after. It says Rav Chaim Shmulevitz on line 9. V'nirimi divrei Rashi elu. There's something unique about the lining of the menorah in the base of Mikdash. More than Ktoris, more than other Avodos. What is it? What is the element of the menorah? So says the Sichas Musar, look in the Medrash on the Parsha. Amru Yisrael Baruch What, you're telling us that, that we should light for you? Atahu you, you give light. You give, you're the source of it all. What do you mean that we're supposed to light for you? It's a joke. It's a joke. We're lighting, right? You're the sun. You're the, you're the source of it all. What, what purpose is there in lighting a menorah? Not that I need the light, but I want the light. I want you to mirror what I do. I light up the world. I want you. I don't need. Hashem doesn't need anything from us. But there's a malchus melech below am. But in a deeper sense, Hashem doesn't need us. Hashem is the mamsi kolanim sos. Hashem is the only mukrach uh, in in the world in terms of existence. So he doesn't need anything. But Hashem wants lama laalos eschem bifnei haumos to lift you up in front of the other nations. Sheyihu omrim. Re'u eich Yisrael me'irum lemishu me'er l'chol ha'olam. Look what Am Yisrael does for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. 
Am Yisrael lights, lights the fire for Hashem. Mashal v'madar v'adom, and the Medrash gives a mashal. L'pikeach v'suma, sh'yemahachem baderech. There's a blind man and a person who could see that are walking together. And, of course, the one who could see is helping the blind man. Amar lo pikeach l'suma. Kishinichnas l'toch abayis. The one who could see says to the blind man, we know when we go into the house, seva hadleik esanera zeh, v'hayerli. Please, could you just light, put on the light switch. Light a candle for me once we get inside. Amar lo asuma. The blind man says, really? Betov ascha. Kisho ayiti baderech atoh ayita samcheni. Right, you supported me the whole way. You accompanied me the whole way. What's the purpose? What are you trying to gain? You lit for me the whole way. You accompanied me the whole way. So what is the purpose of my lighting for you? Right, you owe me. Right, you owe me, so to speak. Right, so I want to give you an opportunity to kind of pay back. I want to give you an opportunity to say thank you, to be makir what I do, and give you a chance to do it. We discussed in the past, it's a chesed to allow someone to do chesed sometimes. Sometimes somebody wants to do something, and if we don't let them do it, and we just say, no, I don't need, I don't need it, that's also a chesed. To allow the person who owes, who feels a debt, to repay in kind. That's why I say light. Throughout history, we're the blind. Right? We're walking through history. Kadosh Baruch Hu is the one who sees. Kadosh Baruch Hu is the one who is mayor for us. But Hashem says, Kadosh Baruch Hu manigu mayor lohem shenemar Hashem olech lefnem yomam as we know by the Amud Shel Eish. V'kima shaman amishkan kara Kadosh Baruch Hu lemoshe Hashem says to Moshe, "Go to the Mishkan. You know, when we go inside, you know, please light for me." Light me a menorah. So according to the Medrash, what's the message of Halakas Haner? Says the Sichas Musar, and this is the title. Kan he'iru v'izbiru lo nechazalas godel inyan halakas ha-menorah. What is it? Hakaras hatov. It's a way to express our appreciation of what HaKadosh Baruch Hu does for us. And there's no greater schus than that. A mitzvah that b'mahuto, there are a few mitzvahs like this. Bikurim is a mitzvah like this. There are others as well. There are a few mitzvahs that teach us Hakar HaSatov. The Isser of marrying Ammon and Moab, the Ramban writes in Dvarim, is to remember that Hakar HaSatov is a basic Jewish trait and Ammon and Moab didn't have it. And by the way, they also hired Bilam, but that's, that's secondary. Says Rav Chaim Shulevitz, we're not really paying him, but we do something that makes us think that we're paying him. And that we don't find by any other avod in the base of Migdash. All other avodas we have to do, because that's a mitzvah to do. There's a lot of symbolism to every avoda, but hakaras hatov element, that is unique. To and then he goes through many different aspects. We'll go one or two of Akaras Atov, but feel free to look at the whole Ma'amar inside. To realize the depth of what it is to be Makar Tov to someone. Right? It's the opposite, so to speak, of Gaiva. The opposite, so to speak, of everything is about me. I'm in the center. Right? Just parenthetically. Right, we uh, just had a Chag HaShvuis and many of the Rishonim uh, deal with the parallels between each of the Dibros in the same line. Again, the Torah just says Asar said Dibros, but we know the Mesorah is, going back to Chazal, it's five and five. It doesn't say that anywhere in the Torah. But five and five. We know there were two Luchos and we know there were ten Dibros, but who says they were even? Right? So that's the Medrash and that's the, that's how most shuls paskin. If you look somewhere in the shul, on the Aaron somewhere, you know, most shuls pass in that way. But many Rishonim, the Me'iri and the Hakdama, talk about the parallel between 1 and 6, 2 and 7, 3 and 8, 4 and 9, 5 and 10. So if we think about 5 and 10, Kibbutz Aim and Losach mode. Right, some of them are easier to figure out. Avodah Zara and Losinaf, right? That's a lot of Mashalim uh, in Tanakh about that. Murder and Anoche Shem Lokecha, Donai Tzavalokim. Losach mode and Kibbutz Aim. What is the connection of those two? So some suggest that losach mode is about recognizing that it's not all about me. It's not all about me. 
And Kibar Ava'im is recognizing that it's not all about me. I recognize I have Hakara. I recognize that there are others that I need. There are others that have given. And I recognize my place. And that is um, the bottom of the Dibros, 5 and 10. Los Achmod being the, not the bottom, I should say the pinnacle of the Dibros. And that's exactly part of the the uh, element of Akara Satov as well, recognizing that it's not about me. So he continues, line 30. <laughs> Right, it's not only, obviously, Rabbi Kiva tells his students, everything's from her. Right, Shaliva Shalachem Shalahi, he says, um, he says famously. But he continues, Right, the Pasuk by Yuvain and the brothers. Ruvain says, let's not kill him. And Vamar Chazava Hechanaya. Rabban and Amri, what does that mean? Why did Ruvain, why did Ruvain do this? Why did Ruvain want to save Yosef? They're all in it. Amar Ruvain humone osi im achai va'ani matzini matzilo. We just heard the dreams. All the, how many sheaths were there? How many stars were there? He has me as one of the shvatim. I guess he didn't exclude me based on what I did with the beds. Right, so... But he counts me as one of the brothers. I'm going to do something to him? What do we see from that? Yosef said something that should have made Reuven upset and made all the brothers angry. And yet, Reuven latches on to an element within the Misa that he says, okay, you know, he's mocking me. And Yosef didn't even have it in mind to be Mishabeachim and give him something. And yet Ruvain says, he recognized me. That's something small that I could appreciate about what he did. And that's what I'm going to lash on to. The Af Ruvain, Hayyimon, Begmardin, Velo Chazabar Ruvain, Miasam Gwardin. Ruvain didn't, wasn't Chozerbo, but he thought, he's has me Mahapik was Chosho Yosef. And he says, continues on the bottom. Yosef just said over a dream. He didn't have it in mind. But if there's anything that I get from my friend, from my neighbor, from my family member, I have to recognize that. And I have to be mocker that. Right? Most things that we get are a little more than that. More than sharachin. But that's what Ruvain, Ruvain recognizes that. And through that we, um, are able to learn. Also, right, the Gemara in Yavamis, the unusual Gemara, right, Rabbi Chia and his wife, Rabbi Chia, Avikam and his wife always gave him a lot of tsaris, but he kept giving her, getting her things. Right, a couple of stories there about, uh, husbands and wives that aren't getting along too much. So one story with one of the, the, whenever the, the husband asked for, uh, something for dinner, so then he brought the other thing for dinner, and he always switched it, so then they started, the son got wind of it and started saying the opposite, so it worked out that, you know, uh, the husband got what, the father got what he wanted. Okay, but either way, so he answers, I is, don't you have tsaris? Amarlo, line 12, dayenu shemagados banenu matzilos osanu menachet. Any little bit. Red Chazal even say, not here, but I mentioned before about uh, Amon Emoth, Mitzrayim, right? Why is Mitzrayim not as excluded as other nations? Right? Who is Machtias? Who is Horigas? Chazal say, oh, they gave us a place to live for a couple of years. Mitzrayim gave us a place to live for a couple of years. That wasn't such a great um, host, wasn't such a great uh, hotel that we had. But... Chazal recognize anything that we get, and that's what we learn from Hadlakas Haner. That's what we start off with. Even we know from Moshe Rabbeinu, even inanimate objects, the dirt and the water. You know, Karsatov is is all encompassing. As we know, we are called Yehudim. Hapa Modeh Hashem. Our essence is to be Modeh to recognize others, and it's so easy and it's so hard at the same time to go through life to recognize what everybody does for us. And even if we don't need to say it, the extra thank you, the extra phone call, the extra, our children, our grandchildren should be able to see that we go above and beyond. And, you know, we never take anything for granted. Every single thing on Shabbos that's made, that's prepared, everything, extra hakara is always, is always worthwhile. Okay. And then we get to the fulfillment. So Hashem tells Moshe to tell Aaron to light the candles and pass the gimel. Vayaz kena Harona, Amol Pnei Amonora. 
So Aaron does it. Aaron does it. We ask in Aaron, Rashi quotes also. A lot has been said about this Rashi. To say the praise, the greatness of Aaron HaKohen, he did not do anything differently. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. Shaloshina. And we discussed often in past years, what's the godless? Of course Aaron did what he was supposed to do. What was he? What, he wouldn't have done it? This is Aaron HaKohen. Lahagit shivcho, shaloshina, vayaskein Aaron. So if you look into Likute Yehoshua, Yeshua Scheinfeld, the second thought he quotes we've had before, but the first one I don't think we have. Vera'isi biur bazeh. Line three. He quotes a biur. Api divrei Rashi bebreishis. There's a Rashi in Parshas Bracious. Vayar Elohim es ha'or kitov. When Hashem saw the or that it was good. Ra'u she'eno kedai. Rashi quotes Chazal that Hashem saw the light during my sabrashis that Rishon were not worthy for this light. This is very special light. I'm going to save this light. Hashem put it away. Put it away. The Or Haganuz, as it's called. The hidden light. Some say it comes out through secrets of Torah. The Or Haganuz. The Yom and the Mepharshim explains, On almost everything in my Sabratius, it says, And it was so. And it was so. It doesn't say that by the or because it wasn't Cain. It wasn't so because Hashem took it away. It wasn't there. But says the Likute Yoshua, Aaron as Mikdash, when Aaron lit the menorah in the base of Mikdash, It was a return of that or. The or in the base of Mikdash was a return of the or haganuz, the special light that was in creation, and now when we have a miniature world, so to speak. In the, as the, in the Mikdash, the microcosm of the world, the model of the world, as many Svarim talk about. So, that's what Aaron brought back. What did the Pesach say? Vayas Cain Aharon. There was no Cain back in Bracious. So now we have fulfilled. Now we have finished the job. V'zehu vayas Cain Aharon. Sha'asa esa Cain. Hainu vayichain kamo b'kol shah habriya. There's been one Bria that's been missing the vayichain. Aaron finished the job. And it was now, it was now bringing the light, and now it was not Ganus anymore. Aaron brought it back. What does it mean? It was without a Shinui from what it was originally. A little drush. And that's Vayas Cain, Aharon. Aaron brought back the Cain. Shuasa Shahar Yia Cain, Kimo Shehaya. One idea. The second idea is quoted in a number of uh, Svarim, and that's from the Rablevi Yitzchak Bivardichev. He quotes, same source, continuing, quoted here in the Likudi Yoshua, Shiloh Hayu Nosnim Mitzvah Zoslat Tzadik Rablevi Yitzchak. If Rablevi Yitzchak Bivardichev would have been given the mitzvah of Havlakas Neiris, he would not have been able to do it. What do you mean? Tzadik Yisod Olam, he was great, he was awesome. Ze Yadua, She'oso Tzadik Ayim Afursam, Bislavuso Agadola. He was on fire! He was so excited about everything, he couldn't stop moving! If he would have had the the the, the or, Azai Mishaya Kushaya Bala Havakas HaMenorah, he would have had such a slavus, Shaya Mahapechas HaMenorah, he would have spilled out all the oil, bumped it to the menorah, and the whole thing would have fallen all over the place. That's the believe Yitzchak. The godless of Aaron, Shaloshina, he was able to control himself. Not that Aaron had less Islavos than the believe Yitzchak Mibradichev. This is Aaron Akoin. Right? Shaloshina. Shem robed veikuso vislavuso. Hayo yachol asos mitzvot asis Hashem isbarach benachas. Bolishi inikar bo izashinui mibachutz. Rak islavuso isa keish atsura ba atzmosav. It was inside. It was inside. Gemara and sukkah, please. Ve'ilu benigle ha'yachol lasos avodas ba'ashkida benachas. Right. He was. He was calm. He was cool. He kept it all on the inside, and that was the godless of Aaron Akoin. Right. Rabbi Yisrael maybe you know wouldn't have been able to, but uh, Aaron Akoin did. So there is 
maybe a parallel, a parallel discussion. Sorry, I didn't put it on the sheet. I just thought of it now. The Gemara in Sukkah on Daf Chavches. Remember that Gemara where the Gemara discusses the great students, all the great students of Hillel. Shmonim Talmidim Hayilol Hillel Azakein. Shloshim Ehamrim Shdishvalim Shchina Gemosher Abenu. Thirty of them was as great. They should have had a Shras Hashchina. Thirty of them Shetambol Em Chamak Yeshua Benun. Esrim Benonim. And there were 20 Benonim. 20 Benonim. Gadol Shebekulon, Yonasem Ben Uziel. Katan Shebekulon, Rabbi Yochanan Ben Zakkai. The greatest and the and the uh, smallest. And the Gemara continues. Rabbi Yochanan Ben Zakkai, he knew everything. Goes through everything that he knew. Mikra, Mishnah, Mishalos, Shur, Malchesh, Shari, Zichashedim. And then at the end, V'chimeachar Shekatan Shebekulon Kach, Gadol Shebekulon Alachaz Kama Lakama. If Yochanan Bezakeh was the smallest, he knew all these things. Imagine the greatest, Rabbi Yonatan ben Uziel. And the Gemara says, Al Yonatan ben Uziel, Bashashi Yoshiv Osik Batora, Kal Ofsha Porech Alav Miyan Nisraf. Birds used to burn up from the Torah. And Tosas quotes, because it was like Harsinai. It's like Harsinai with the fire. Wow. So the Mepharshim asked on this Gemara, and what about Hillel himself? This was the greatest of the students. Right, the greatest student, Yochanan Ben Uziel, birds burned up over him. And what about Hillel the Rebbe? What was his godless? Birds didn't burn up over him. And that was his godless. Like Aaron Akoin, as compared to Rebbe Yitzchak was awesome. We're not saying anything, it's nothing negative about Rebbe Yitzchak. But Aaron Akoin, it was all inside. It was internal fire. You don't have to show it on the outside. And again, that's maybe the Hillel. Again, we could also be like Rabbi Yosef Ben-Uziel. That's also something to, to shoot for and to strive for. But um, anyway, that's the uh, second shot uh, that we have here. And again, there are, let's say just for our purposes, there are different ways of avoda that Jews have and different great leaders have. Just, just in terms of the Amida Shmon Esrei, some of the greats don't move. And some of the greats move a lot. However, one serves a Kaddish Baruch Hu, one should serve, whether it's a, we have, we, we could shoot for a Levi Yitzchak, we should, could shoot for Aaron Cohen. however we shoot, we just have to, we just have to strive. And that way, Vayas Kain, Vayas Kain Aaron. Other Mephshatim given in the past, he did it every single day with the excitement that was the first day, Shiloshina, he was never Mishana, his feeling, it was always as exciting other days as the first day, and other, other Pshatim as well. Okay, moving right along. Continuing with the menorah, a lot with the menorah. Again, Bahaloscha has, has so many different stories. Unusual in that way. In Baloscha, Rav Salvechik used to say, he felt like a famous quote of his, he felt like a bee going from flower to flower, sucking the pollen from this one and that one as he goes through Parshas Baloscha. Because it was just uh, so many different stories here and so many sodos in our, in, our, uh, in our religion. But we're focusing again on the menorah at the beginning. So, by asking our own, and we get to the structure of the menorah. Just like Hashem showed Moshe, he made the he made the menorah. Question. Esrif Schwab, source number four. Get it similar to what Rashi's question is. Rashi asked at the beginning, what is this parsha doing here, Dafka? We could ask a more basic question. What's it doing here at all? Why? Hatmiya Mufrasemis. Ha Lama Khazar Khan al Maisamanora. Falukfar Bat Sibi Lael Parshas Truma. Farodino Kazabasiasa Parshas Vayakel. We already know everything about the menorah. Right? Not only what's the connection to the Nasiyam, as Rashi discussed, but what do we have to know about the menorah at all? We know that the Aron, the the menorah was built. So what's being added here in this parsha that we didn't know beforehand? And again, this idea has a lot of discussions. The idea has rias, which we're not going to go into from other sources in Meseches Menachos, but we're just going to see his yisot. The Gemara says in Meseches Menachos, There were a number of items that Moshe Rabbeinu had difficulty of envisioning what they looked like. Kodesh Baruch had to show him. Some of them were ish, some of them were just the actual items, different chazals, but Moshe had difficulty. 
Until Hashem showed him, Behuva Barashi, Rashi quotes in the Parsha Shruma, Ure'ei va'asei betavnisam. After the whole discussion of the menorah, the description of the menorah in Shruma, then it says, Ure'ei va'asei. What do you mean, Ure'ei? I just explained it to you. So Rashi says, he couldn't figure it out. Right, miksha, one unit, and and uh, made with all the gold pieces. So that's what uh, Rashi quotes there. Reva asebe tavnisa v'asher tamare bahar. Vahanire shemenore shal eishara Moshe haya kein amare shara zachar yahanavi. Says Rav Schwab, the menorah that Moshe saw in his vision was similar to the menorah that zachar yahanavi saw in his vision. Raisi vinei menorah zahav kula v'gula al rosha v'shiva nei rosha aleha shiva v'shiva mutzakos v'chulu v'ayin shem afarshim shayu aneros dolkos. Zachar Yehanavi saw lit candles, lit wicks in the menorah. V'chein ra Moshe b'har b'min b'har menorah shal mishkan im neros dolkos v'yalzeba tzibi u'rei va'asei. After the whole structure of the menorah is given, and you can look back in Parsha Shruma, after the structure is finished, then it says, see. It's not just see what I've just told you, but see an additional point that helps complete the menorah. What do you mean, complete the menorah? They built the menorah already in Vayakel. No, it's not finished yet. It's not finished. What do you mean? It's all there. The whole structure is there. It's not finished yet. There's something else alluded to in the last pasuk there in Shuma. Reva say Nimsa shahadlakas hamenorah b'tchila, where the menorah was originally lit. Lo haiserak gather avodas hamikdash. That wasn't just the avoda. You have the utensil, you have the kli, and now it's time to use the kli. No, this parsha teaches us it's not the kli yet until it's lit. The menorah is by definition a lit. Utensil. Until Moshe, before Moshe lit it, the lighting is needed to complete the Maisa HaMenorah. Again, this is discussed by other Kalim too. Is the Shulchan a Shulchan without the Lechem upon him? Right? Is the Aron, in Aron without the Luchos in it? Right? If there are no Luchos, Baisheni. Right? If there are no Luchos in there, there's no, there was no Aron. But let's say, right, why did they make another Aron? Why did they make another Aron? Right? They made other, other Kalim because there's no such thing as an Aron without Luchos in it. There's no, by definition, it's not an Aron without the Luchos. It's not a menorah without lit candles. And maybe that's why it always had to be lit and the candle never went out. And the Rambam Shita, that you light it even during the day, not at night. That's the flow of the Psukim in our Parsha. Aaron lit it and now the menorah is complete. Menorah dolekes, kein asa, Es HaMenorah. And that's what he says. Also, maybe an additional, deeper idea of what we started off with. The Rashi, Chayecha G'dolem Mishalahem. Your Avoda, says Hashem to Aaron HaKohen, is even greater than theirs. Shatam How is that greater? They're doing Avoda. You're completing the Mishkan. That's deeper. What you're doing is, is laying the groundwork forever. It's not a menorah until you light it and now... It's usable for history. They're doing avoda. The mizbeach is already a mizbeach. Shanesim eviu karbanos umatanos achas shekvar nishlam asiyas hamishkan. Aval lakas hamenorah he chelak mimaisa hamenorah, and therefore that gave Aaron simcha, and that's why uh, the that's the chiddush of the section of the menorah in our parsha. Okay. Moving right along, let's move away from the menorah. We have the Leviim being counted. The Leviim being counted, and what happens? The Leviim were switched for the Bechorim, as we know. And Pasuk Yudches, the Leviim and the Bechorim, Pasuk Yudches is a unique Pasuk. Ches Yudches. I will place the Leviim 
special, given to Aaron Ubanov, Laavodas Avodas Bnei Yisrael Baalmoed, to do the Avoda, Ulachapra Bnei Yisrael to bring Kapara, and while the Levim do the Avoda, Veloyia Bnei Yisrael Negev. If everybody does what they're supposed to do, the Kohen and the Levim, that will prevent plague. Veloyia Bnei Yisrael Negev, Begeshes Bnei Yisrael Alakodesh. Right? Yisraelim won't get too close to the Kalim. Right? The Levim will guard. It's part of the mitzvah of Shmiras Mikdash. The Levim have to guard the Kalim and the Avodos. And if the Levim do their job, then B'nai Yisrael will survive and will flourish. Right? Rashi quotes, But the first part of the Rashi, maybe it should be a more famous Rashi. What's unique about this Pasuk? Five times B'nai Yisrael in the same Pasuk. B'nai Yisrael appears five times. It's amazing that if you look in the first seven words, it's not even there. Right? Even the first seven words, you don't have B'nai Yisrael. And yet, after that, you have five times B'nai Yisrael in the Pasuk. Rashi. Chamesh pa'amim ne'amar B'nai Yisrael b'mikrazeh. Lohodiach hibasan. To reflect Hashem's love for us. She'nichpulu az karosehem b'mikra echad keminyan chamishichom sheitara. Ah! Five times like chamishichom sheitara. Just parenthetically, I think a number of years ago we spoke about why do we call it Chamisha Chumshe Torah? Why isn't it just Chumshe Torah? Or Chamisha Torah? What's the double? Chamisha Chumshe Torah. Right? It's double. We call it a Chumish. Okay? What's the double Lashons? I think we quoted someone that it's five parts, but remember it's one unit. Chamisha Torah might be five different, five separate. Chamisha Chumshe. Right, it's five parts of, of really one unit. Chamisha Chumshe Torah. But anyway, back to our discussion. So five times. And the question is, why Dafka in this context is this Rem is given? Great, Hashem loves us. And it says it says it uh, five times to show that it's connected to Torah. So number one, why Dafka here by the Avodas Halavim? Isn't it ironic that in the place where it talks about the Levim, that's where it talks about Hashem's love for all B'nai Yisrael. Number one. Number two, why five? Why is that the number? You know, we could have said, you know, uh, six Kenegad Shisha Sidre Mishnah. Or four Kenegad the Imahos. Right? We could think about a lot. Three, there's a lot Kenegad. Right? So why Dafka five times? So if you look in the Nachlas Tzvi, in source number five, a recent, uh, you know, 20th century, the Nachlas Tzvi, Vanil Fienes Daiti, says something very creative. What was the purpose of this Avoda? That the Levim, what does the Pasuk say? If the Levim do their job properly, then we, B'nai Yisrael, continue and don't get plagued. So this Pasuk is really referring to the eternity of Am Yisrael. If B'nai Yisrael, if the Levim do their job, then B'nai Yisrael will continue and flourish. K'deshi Yekiyam L'v'nai Yisrael Olam. V'cheinu Omer, V'lo Yeh B'nai Yisrael Negev, B'geshes B'nai Yisrael HaKodesh. We want to be connected to the Beis HaMikdash, to the Mishkan, to the Mizbeach, to the Kalim, but we have to keep our distance we have to know about Kedusha. We have to keep proper perspective on Kedusha if one wants to generalize this idea. Who? Five. The number five has a uniqueness that other numbers don't have. When you square every number, that number disappears. Four times four is 16. Where's the four? It's gone. Right? Right, um... What, uh, two times two is four. Where's the two? Right? Uh, seven times seven is 49. Where's the seven? Five times five? Five is always in there. Right? Any five at the end. 25 times 25. Right? Any five at the end. Right? You might say zero times zero, right? Or one times one, but that's not a, a, um, multiple. We want to show the, the, uh, the, uh, bracha is involved. The, the repeat that of all the numbers, out of all the numbers, the number, maybe sometimes it'll work out. But not every time. Okay, six sometimes work out. But uh, not always. If you have 36 times 36, right, it's not going to work. Right? But five, every multiple. Every multiple. Ki lomashalom tichmol ha'os hadalid, v'tomai lomashal dalad pa'amim dalad, oz havit ha'zayin. Mi'an nevda v'nishkach ha'os dalad v'lotas ki rena od. Zayin pa'amim zayin. Memtes. Okay, it doesn't talk about the six. But... It works out sometimes, but not always. 
Five times five is twenty-five, and even twenty-five times twenty-five, right? You get tough reish chaf hey, right? Six twenty-five. Five symbolizes eternity, never being forgotten, always there. This pasuk is about the eternity of Am Yisrael. The Levim do their job, and we're protected, and there's no negef. And that's why it's five times. And that's why it's dafka in this context. Okay. Moving right along to a basic Svarno. We have in Parakes the Parsha of Pesach Sheni. In the second year, let's say Second year, first month. Right? Nisan of the second year after Yitzhak's Mitzrayim. Right? Rashi notes. Does Rashi note it here? Maybe Rashi notes it. Uh, yeah, Rashi notes it here. If you look at the beginning of my midbar, it's after this date. Right? The beginning of midbar starts in the first of the second month of the second year. So the first day of Iyar is by Midbar. The first day of Nisan is right here. Ein muktamamucha batora. You can't get out of this one. You can't get out of this one, right? Rashi and the Ramban and other Rishonim have various machlokos throughout Torah and even throughout Nevi'im sometimes about whether muktamamucha batora. The Ramban always tries to limit it only where he has to. This is one time even the Ramban has to, right? The dates. Dates are in the Torah. So fine, even the Rabban admits that this one is not in order. But the question that the Sparno is dealing with is, so why is this one out of order? Out of chronological order. It's not out of order. It's in perfect order. Hashem wrote it. Right? This is in perfect order. It's not written in chronological order. What's the message for us that this, these psukim of Pesach Sheni are not written in chronological order? So says the Sparno, we have to look at Parshas by Midbar, Naso, and Bahaloscha. And when we look at all three, we'll see a structure that is happening, and we'll see why this is here. And that's what the Svarno is doing here in source number six. I gave you beautiful footnotes uh, of the Svarno, by Cooperman's footnotes in source number seven. Again, they're on the other side, but um, that's where he's, he's going disc- to he discusses and helps uh, explain these words of the Svarno, the Svarno who generally is, uh, is uh, pretty cryptic. But says the Svarno, source number six. What happens first? We're getting ready to go into Eretz Yisrael. Remember, at this point, we're about to go in. Right? After, the Svarno is going to explain everything up until the middle of, right? After Parakes, Paragud, and then what happens? Mo, by Shishi, Moshe comes to Yisro, Chovav, and says, we're going in! No Zimanach, Rolamakom! So everything up till now is preparation. It's preparation to go into Eretz Yisrael because that was supposed to happen until next week. Right, that's supposed to happen. So everything in Bamidbar, Naso Baloscha, is getting ready. What's getting ready? So, as he is about to say, there are three ingredients of Asetov, and this is how Rav Kuberman uh, formulates it, and three of Surmera, as we will see. Getting ready. And then, three Zechuyos that we have. And that's going to be the structure of the first three parashiyas of Bamidbar. Says the Svarno. What happens first? They get the army ready, number one. Number two, positions. We're marching. The golem. Number three, who's carrying what? Those are all positives. Hashem says, I need you to do this. March this way. These are the numbers of people that are going to be in the army. These are the numbers of who's, this is going to, who's going to carry the boards, who's going to carry the arm v'chulu. And then, that was all Parshas by Midbar. And then we have Vatir HaMachanem and Atmeim, last week's Parsha. We have all the Tmeim have to be sent out of the Machanem, right? The Surmeira. Kamru Vahimachanecha Kadosh. Umena Mamzerim Binyan Sota. Right? Families have to be pure. Lamantia Hashchina Binyan Bamachanet Tsevosam. You have to have purity in order for the Machanet to be, have a, have to be victorious. Siper Akasas after that, Arboa Maisim Tovim Shasul Yisrael. So maybe it was two. After that, we have the following events that B'nai Yisrael did 
that made us Zoha as we got ready to go into Eretz Yisrael. Hashem got us ready with the Asitovs and the Surmeiraz, and now what did we do? Shebahem Zachuli Kanis Laras Miyad Bilti Melchama. Lulea Meraglim, or not for the Meraglim. Kemosha Hey and Moshe Rabbeinu. Like Moshe told, No Samanach Rolamakum, we're going. Rishon on number one, Chanukah Zamizbeach. Second half of last week's parsha, where we're going in order. After the Sota, and Nazir's there because of Sota. Number one, Chanukah Zamizbeach, all the Nesim. Check. Number two, Shainis. Zrizusa Ben Yachinach First part of our parsha. We have the Chinuch of the Levim. The Levim getting ready. Now we've switched them from the firstborns. Now they're ready to do the Avoda. So the Mishkan's ready, and the Levim are ready. Shlishis. Zrizus of a Karban Pesach. Karban Pesach. They were Mazares. Right? They did it with alacrity. That's what Pesach Shani is doing here. It's a positive, exactly opposite, just to mention. Rashi in the beginning of Bamidbar says, why is Pesach Sheni here? Because it represents Gnai for us. It's the only one we did in 40 years. And that's why we don't want to start off the Sefer with it. The Sfarno is the opposite. No, it's Shevach. Because we were Mizaris ourselves with doing Karman Pesach. Revius, Lechta Machari Hakeli is brought by Midbar. What's next? We start traveling. Right, we start traveling. As the Pesukim describe, the cloud goes up, we move, the cloud stops, we stop, up and down and up and down, we just follow along. So those four Zechuyos are paving the way for us to go into Eretz Yisrael. Even though the cloud sometimes went up at unusual times. Pa'amim arukim u'pa'amim ksarim. Sometimes it stayed in one place for a while and some days not. Imagine, you know, you get somewhere, you have to leave the next day. Uh, how long are you staying here? I'll let you know. How long are we staying here? The kids just want to know. They want to, they want to be prepared. I have no idea. I'll let you know. No. It could be a week. It could be a month. I'll tell you. But Israel did it. Okay. That's why it's out of order, because of the content. Because Pesach has to do with the schuyos that we were accumulating for ourselves in order to go into Eretz Yisrael, and that's why it's here. Because that was about what Hashem was doing. He was counting us and he was getting us ready for the armies. The Torah is not written in chronological order. It's always for a reason. Always for a reason. Again, Rashi says also in about the Mishkan and the Egel. Why is it switched? Rashi explains there about the Mishkan and Shabbos. But, uh, but here the Sparta says why here. We realize that the Torah is not a history book. The Torah is not given only about chronology. That's not the ultimate goal. And therefore, the content is the Iker, and that's why the Svarno, it's also a good way to remember what happens in Parshas Bamidbar, Naso, and Baloscha as we get into um, getting ready to go until we blow it, you know, next week, and we do not go into Eretz Yisrael right away. Okay. Now we move on to source number eight, and we really start the middle section of Sefer Bamidbar, which is a group, or are a number of sins. Number of sins, one after another starting now. Baloscha, we have the Misoninim, Shlach, obviously, we have the Meraglim, Korach, we have Korach, Chukas, we have the uh, the sin of, uh, at the end, Lahavdil, of Moshe and Aaron and Miriam, and uh, Balak, we have Balak's problem, so... This is life, as uh, as um, Rabbi Hirsch, I think, said. Sefer Bamidbar. It's taking what Shmosen Vayikra, the ideals, you know, of Torah, and this is real life. That's Bamidbar, and not everything is perfect. Remember, for 38 years they didn't sin. We didn't. We didn't. Uh, Torah doesn't tell us anything about it. Okay, but we continue. So Paragid Aleph Vahi Amis Kimis Onanim Rabbas Hashem. We are Kit. Interesting Kit. Kimis Onanim Vayish Hashem Vayichar Apo. A fire goes out. And then the Asaf Suf, Asher Bekirbo. Vayashuvu vayivku gabene Yisrael. Vayomru. Mi yachilenu basar. We want meat. Zacharnu es hadoga. Ashtonochem v'sarim chinam. Ah. We remember the delicious fish. 
The Altahaim was always perfect. As a Kishuim, as a Vatichim, as a Chatzir, as a Betzalim, as a Shumim. The onions and the garlic and the watermelon. Nafshenu Yevesha and Kol, built the Alamani Neno. All we have here is the man. Very strange. Again, the Pasha Pshat of the Psukim, it's so hard. They really wished for the fish. The man could taste like whatever they wanted. Even if you want to say there's a day in the Gemara, it was Tam Ovalo Mamasho, it didn't have the texture, but that's enough to say they wanted to be back in Egypt? If you look in the Elah Advarim at source number eight, he asks about ten questions. On, But they all boil down to, how in the world did this happen? To take these complaints literally is very hard. It's very hard. And first of all, they had meat. They had a lot of plenty of animals. What are they complaining about? After what they had to do in Mitzrayim, to do a couple of mitzvos, to get the mun. Right, number two, number three, he asks a couple more questions. Line 21. Nafshenu yevesha ain't kol. Our soul is dry. Our soul. We're talking about food. It should be gufenu, bitnenu. I mean, nafshenu. Your soul's not dry. You have the mun. Nafshenu yevesha ain't kol bilti alamani nanu. Variyemosu bimanchu machala birim. Kiyaz bitnam srichalios yevesha. Velo nafsham. How can they do that? And then Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu's complaint. What does Moshe say after this? I can't take it anymore. I can't take it. Why do you make me take out these people? Well, continue to get the exact lashon. I can't. Right? The Lomarioso is before it. Then I'm my kids. Right? When, when it's your own children, it's a little different. A little different. Remember, Pincus gives the marshal. You know, sometimes your own children, if you're, if, a, if a, one's own child soils themselves, we, we can deal with it. If it's a neighbor's child that soils themselves, we're not so, you know, ready. Not so ready. We'll deal with it. It's a, it's a sleepover and you have to deal. But Moshe says, well, it's not my kids. What do you get so upset for? They were just complaining about food. Nothing turned Moshe until now. And there are many other questions. What exactly is going on here? So he says, turning over the page, and he says this is something that uh, we find in life, that we find in life sometimes. And that is really, we're not supposed to take a lot of these complaints literally because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense a lot of these complaints. But as he says, when, when people try, when we try to shirk responsibility, when we try to poke fun, when we are not serious in our commitment, then we'll just say anything. Even if it's not real, even if it's contradictory to each other, right? If people don't want to believe, then it doesn't matter the logical arguments that are going to be said. If somebody's not interested in spirituality, so then it doesn't matter how spiritual they could have the mun, but they're not going to be spiritually inclined. And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu was upset about. Again, it's hard for us to understand the Dordea like this. But again, we're just putting it into our terms to try to understand. It's written like this in a certain way for us to understand. Obviously, Moshe Rabbeinu got upset. And he says, you find Adayom Hazen. He gives examples, which we're not going to go into. Examples that, you know, when, when people have a negative attitude about something, you could give the most clearest, most cogent uh, explanation. It's not a help. It's not going to help, and that's and that's really what happened here. You know, Rachmanu Litzlan, but that's the that's the the message here again. Uh, I want to get to the last uh, source, but that's that's what happens here, and that's why it's Nafshenu Yevesha. It was their soul that was dry. It wasn't the goof. They had plenty plenty of food for their goof, right? They had meat, and they had, but it was Nafshenu Yevesha. It was their soul, and that was the problem. Maybe they should have learned from Moshe Rabbeinu as we get into the last thought. Maybe they should have learned from Moshe Rabbeinu. But we have to talk about Moshe a little bit. This is Moshe's parsha, the end of the parsha. Bechol Beisi Namanu. The Gemara says in Maseches Nedarim, source number eleven. The Gemara says in Nedarim, Ba'ish Moshe Anav Maod. Pasuk tells us. Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Ena Kadosh Baruch Hu, Masha Shchinaso, Ela Al Gibar Ashir Chacham Va'anav. Hashem Shchina only rests on someone who has all the midos, strength, 
riches, wisdom, and humility. And you know them all from Moshe Rabbeinu, because he had all of them. Okay, and the Gemara quotes different Sukkim, but obviously Anav is from here. And the question that all the Mepharshim ask is, why do you need the first three? Right? Ashir, Chacham, Gibor. We can't have Hashras Hashchina with, without those. Okay, Anav, we understand. But we need the other ones. So the summary shown him say, it means like the Perki Avos type of Midos. Ezuhi, Gibor, Hakovish, Ez Yitzro. Ezuhu, Chacham. Halomi, Mikal Adam. Okay, that's definitely one shot. Doesn't sound that way from the Gemara. Of course, it sounds like it's literal. So explains the Torah Tamima, both in his Sefer, Torah Tamima, oh, I forgot to write number 13. Number 13 is the Tosefus Bracha, that's his uh, Sefer, they're both his. Same author, Baruch Levi Epstein. So first in the Torah Tamima, he says, there's no gavos for somebody to be an Anav if they have nothing to have gaiva about. If somebody has nothing... So then, what? They're going to be a Balgaiva? That's just going to be a liar. That's just going to be a fool. An Anav is someone who has something to be Gaivadik about, and yet he's an Anav. It all works together. Line 25. <laughs> You can't compare. If somebody has everything and yet he's an anav, that shows anava. And that was Moshe Rabbeinu. Meaning anava is what puts all the other midos in context. It's not that you need all four. You need Gibar, Ashir, and Chacham along with Anava. Right? Anava allows all the other ones, works in consonance with all the other ones. And in the, in the Tosefus Bracha, he adds something that he does not say in the uh, Torah Tamima. He adds, maybe that's the Pshad in the Mishnah in Perkyavos. Similar. Shloshak Saramim, as the, Gemara, the Mishnah says, there are three crowns that Jews have. Keser Kahuna, Keser Malchus, Keser Torah. Three counts. And then the Gemara says, and the crown of a great reputation, so one second, there's four crowns. Why does it say there are three crowns? Torah, Malchus, Kuna, and then the Kesar Shem Tov So explain this to Sabbath's Bracha, because it's not a separate crown. The Kesar Shem Tov is what puts the other three into context. Torah and Malchus and Kuna, if without the Kesar Shem Tov, those, those aren't worthy. Like a nova connects. And maybe that's the Russian. He says beautifully, Kesar Shem Tov al Gabehen on top of them. Within each one of them, we need the Kesar Shem Tov. Al kol echad behechrech sheyala Kesar Shem Tov. V'hu ba'atzmo eno rak ketavlim ha'boim lahamtek as ha'machal. Avahukshu levado ein botvisa miyuchada. V'lo yutam lachech. And that's the al Gabehen. And therefore, we have to recognize that Moshe Rabbeinu teaches us that everything that we have has to go with Anava. Again, the door needed to, to learn more from Moshe Rabbeinu, right? Even Moshe Rabbeinu's siblings didn't recognize his godless and his uniqueness. But, you know, we have to do what we can to try to learn from the uniqueness of Moshe Rabbeinu, uh, from this parsha and Hashem Bizocha to follow in his ways, like the Ramam says in Ochoshuva, we could be as great as Moshe Rabbeinu. Hashem, we should be able to be follow in his, in his path. Okay, we'll stop here.